0: Welcome out to the Bulls and the Bears. This is Aaron Warby. I am joined today by Justin Moyer. Uh, Justin Moyer and I are a part of Online Trading Academy, the most trusted name in financial education, and celebrating 26 years of service. All right, so Justin, you've been with us before, but it's been a little while. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've you've been been on the program, and I don't don't think that we really properly introduced you um, last time. And so, you know, just so that everybody... I uh, can get a feel for who you are. Uh, Justin has been, uh, with us in several different roles. All right. But he's got a real passion for trading. Am I, am Total, I Yeah, you're correct. I'm correct on that. Yeah, right. Strong passion. <laughs> okay. Um, and you had a passion for trading actually before we met mm-hmm. now we met actually on a, on a, a plane. Yeah. Uh, you were coming down to see your family. I was returning from, uh, uh from a business trip. Um, and uh, we were sitting next to each other, mm-hmm. and uh, and just talking. And when I mentioned trading, all of a sudden I watched you light up. <laughs> so you'd been yeah. doing it before yeah. you came to Online Trading Academy, but um, since Online Trading Academy, has there been any differences in in how how it's, things?
1: It has changed everything. Just I, I I would not be currently trading anymore if it wasn't for online trading again. Would, I would have given up a long time ago. You would have lost ago. your passion. I, a thousand percent. <laughs> no question. Why is that? <laughs> because the path that I was on was not sustainable. I was losing money. I was following these fake gurus on Twitter, and I had no idea what I was doing. And that excitement wears down really fast when you have no idea what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And... We got you just in time then. Yeah. (laughs) Now, what were you
0: trading? Because there's the different asset classes that we teach. There's, uh, you know, stocks, options, futures, and forex.
1: Were you mostly stocks before? Mostly stocks. And then, oddly enough, I had a friend who had heard about Top Step Mm -hmm. trading. And so I had no idea what futures were, but turns out I was actually trading futures because I had tried to do <laughs> top step, but I didn't know what a futures contract was. So I was, but I was primarily trading equities. All and right. So now, stocks.
0: for those of you that don't know, top step is what we call a prop firm, yeah. right? Uh, it's a company that will allow you to trade their money for them if you can prove yourself as a trader. Um, so what you do is you go out and you sign up for kind of their trial test period, whatever. And if you pass the test, if you're able to take, um, a, uh, what will we call it? A paper trade account, I guess. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, uh, trade it real time, but make money with it. Then, um, then they will allow you to trade a, at least a notionally live account, whatever, mm-hmm. and you keep a percentage of the profit that you make right? And they Mm -hmm. keep a percentage, you keep a percentage. So that's what uh, that is. And, you know, I prop trading has, I don't know, in many circles, kind of a a negative connotation. I personally think that it's a brilliant thing to do, uh, especially for young traders, because the only thing you're really risking is the fee, you know, and the time that you're using to take the test. Um, But if you actually make it, then you're trading an account, but you're, taking zero risk on your own yeah it's it's taking, kind of a somebody win-win. else is taking a risk for you
1: yeah it's the win for the for the uh trader they don't lose an enormous amount and it's a win for the company because they get paid to try to help you pass it really is a win-win <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah well and and what they're doing is probably if they find a good trader they're copying yeah, then the they trade. copy their trades so yeah. it,
1: it, it's great because we lose you know Beginner traders lose a lot less, and then companies. yeah, well, and
0: it, it's it's great, especially for the younger crowd that hasn't built up enough money to have right, you know, because that's ideally where you want to be.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, so uh, ideally, you know, you would be trading with enough um, of an account to get into trades with enough volume mm-hmm. that you're you're able to turn it into something you know, big enough to count as either a a side income or a a primary income. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the dream, right? I mean, who doesn't dream of rolling out of bed uh, in the morning, um, skipping the shower, going straight to the computer, (laughs) sitting down and making a million dollars in your underwear, (laughs) right? Um, And and that's kind of the dream of trading. Now, the reality is, and this is what Justin found, you know, was struggling with, is the dream is out there and you've seen people do it. But... The reality is, is you've got to know what you're doing before it. You, it's really a rea- you know. Yeah. Before, before it's something that that is is really possible in your hands. I, am I getting that right? Totally. Is that your experience? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and so now that you've been with us, and how long have you been with us? I forgot. Um, a year and a half. Year and a half. Okay. And so uh, you've been with us, and and uh, what we've. T- what we've kind of trained you to do is follow where the real money is. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the real money is out there buying at certain areas and the, you know, when it comes down to it and, and this is what I try and teach them in, in uh, the classes that I teach, you know, I don't care what chart I'm looking at. If, if it has uh, volume, any volume at all in it, any appreciable volume, you know, you can look at it and a chart is a chart is a chart. It, it acts very mechanically but only if you know what you're looking at. All right? If you don't know what you're looking at, it looks just like a chaos of, mm-hmm. of uh, you know, squiggly yeah, lines or like, candles uh, yeah, depending some on which of Christmas lights at. on your screen. Yeah, you've got the little reds and the <laughs> and the yellow or the reds and the greens and yeah. and yeah, you're exactly right. You know, we've got Christmas going on every day of <laughs> of the year, but uh, are you opening presents or not, right? <laughs> it's a good analogy. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, you you came and and uh, at first you were helping us. I think in student support is that where we started. Here? Uh, yeah, more okay. or less. Yeah, you, meaning that you were kind of in the classes learning mm-hmm. uh, what was going on, and then helping people. Yeah, you know, once you've taken the class to see what what else was going on, um, and that's actually where most people start, and kind of a necessary thing because unless you know how to trade yourself, right? You know, then. Yeah
1: so the purpose of that that was that was a big help because yeah I was helping on you know student support side but I was able to go to the classes at that point mm-hmm. and my whole world just got flipped upside down in re- regarding trading yeah. Just
0: now you've shared some everything. of this knowledge with your family too, right? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> they yeah. owe me a life debt. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah. Good.
0: Yeah. No, actually, you know, I encourage people to bring um, others to class and especially close family members uh, with them because when it comes down to it, we are better at trading and investing in teams. So um, true. Uh, you know, we would all like to think that we are the hero of our own story. But if you really sit down and think about it, when was the last time that, that you just came up with something on your own and did it your way and it, it actually worked at, you know, it was the best thing in the world. Yeah, um, I can't think of anything in my life. Now I say that I'm not one of the brightest people on the planet. I mean, for heaven's sakes, I was, you know, I, uh, I was a Marine. So for, you know. A couple of decades or thereabouts, um, you know, I signed up to get shot at for a living. (laughs) And that doesn't sound to most people like it's, you know, a bright thing to do. It was fine for me. It just fit my personality. All right. Shoot at me all day, but leave my money alone. That's my motto. Um, So, uh, you know, but even the, you know, some of the brighter individuals out there that I know still they stand on, even Isaac Newton said he stood on the shoulders of giants, right? I stand on the shoulders of giants, meaning that he has incorporated the knowledge of people that have come before him. And now he is able to build on that. All right. Well, that's kind of what we do. And so when we are trading, it seems like a solitary, um, a solitary thing to do, right? It's you and your computer. And what you would really hate is for somebody standing over your shoulder, pushing buttons every once in a while when you're kind of there in the zone. But to you, Justin, when you are talking to your family and they're looking at trades and you're looking at trades and and you're both looking at ideas together, does that help you? Oh, yeah. And do they keep you in check when you get a crazy idea? That's
1: exactly, even though you're, yeah, you, you trade better when you're helping someone else as well. Yeah. Um, so you help them because you know you're imparting this knowledge on them, but you're also like, oh, you're making you're, it's kind of checks and balances. You're making yeah. sure you're only going to tell them the best setups, and you're making sure you're going through you know your entire trade plan instead of just willy nilly buying wherever. Um,
0: yeah, you know, dude, and I you think do way I, better. I think I finally decided why um, you do better when you teach, because it turns out that when you're teaching, um, I don't know what it is about about our perverse human nature. But for some reason, we love pointing out when somebody else is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so true. <laughs> so, you know, they, they start going and you're saying, okay, you missed a step. And now what you're doing is solidifying in your mind, okay, this is the steps to do, to do a good trade, right? Here, is, here it is. And you're keeping them honest, but that in turns reinforces it in your mind and keeps you honest, you know, in your process. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's totally that's actually how, how it makes sense to me. I think that's why we do better when we're teaching. So, you know, for each of the classes that, that we have in our academy, at least uh, here in this center, in the Phoenix center, I encourage people to bring with them a trading partner. All right. And I don't care whether it's a wife, a daughter, a husband, a, um, you know, a brother, sister, or just a very close friend that they are going to be trading with. Right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, because it makes them a better trader. And that is why our students do so well. Uh, so if you look us up online, you know, the uh, Trading Academy, if you look us up online, we have very high reviews. Uh, you know, so uh, go to Trustpilot and look, and it's showing 4.7, 4.7 stars. Did you know that Harvard doesn't get 4.7 stars?
1: Actually, I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Harvard doesn't get four. In fact, Disneyland doesn't get 4.7 stars. All right. Uh, So to get 4.7 stars, our students have to be very happy. And I consider, you know, uh, you being able to bring somebody to keep you honest, to be one of those things that is going to make you a better trader. And therefore we get better students out of it, you know? So I encourage everybody to do that. Anyway, let's get back to you. So now you're trading. What are you passionate about trading? What, what is, what's your go-to? We've got stocks, options, futures. Yeah, Forex. so my
1: go-to is, is the futures market. It's, it's kind of the ideal place for an active trader. So someone who is you know, intraday trading and maybe holding a trade for a day or two, but really ideal for the, the trader who's in and out you know, that same day.
0: All right, so let me ask you, because you're part of the
1: millennial class. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking at you, and you're young enough that I can
0: say, <laughs> hey, we've got a millennial here, yep. right? Um, you're part of the millennial class, and most of the millennials that come in have been sold on the idea of Forex. Now, I'm not against Forex, but you're not trading Forex. You decided no. futures rather yeah. than Forex. What was the deciding factor?
1: Mm. Well, uh, the, the futures trades play out, in my opinion, a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. It, that was something I noticed the forex trade may play. You can absolutely trade forex intraday, but a forex trade may play out over a couple of days. The fear, the futures trade may play out over a couple hours. Now that's, that's a kind of a blanket statement. That's not always the case there. Well, and actually I've got some numbers
0: behind that. So if you look at the forex trading in whole, then on average, you might have daily movement of about a quarter percent. All right now, when you are trading in the forex, if you 're an active trader, then they'll offer you a margin mm, right, yeah, quite And the a margin bit. is fifty to one, and that's quite a bit of yeah, margin substantial yeah but so if you do the math on that though you've got a margin of fifty to one, but movement of only twenty five percent
1: oh yeah, I see where you're going,
0: okay, yeah, and so when you've got movement of only twenty five percent then your actual opportunity in the day. If you were to catch the absolute low and the absolute high, then you really only have about 16 and a half, well, yeah, what is it? 12 and a half percent of, uh, of opportunity in a day uh, on the money that you bring to the, to yes. the market, right? Yeah. You can, you can right increase by 12 and a half percent if you hit the exact low and the exact high. Um, and it moves 25% or that, yeah, that, uh, that 20, a quarter of a percentage point right? Mm -hmm. Okay. However, when you go to the futures market, you will, you can have movement up to 3% in a day. All right. Now in futures, you're not, they call it margin. What you're actually doing is you're putting a down payment on a future delivery of something. Okay. So what the futures are is it's, it's stuff. And that's how the futures market started, right? Uh, The farmers wanted to sell their future um, their future crop. And so they would go and contract with somebody saying, all right, you want wheat. I will provide you with this many, uh, bushels of wheat when my crop comes in. In the meantime, I need money for, you know, the seeds. So you go ahead and give me the down payment and, and I'll give you the rest on delivery. And so what you're actually doing With any of the future contracts, and that's why we call it futures. It's a future delivery of something, right? What you're doing is you're putting that down payment on a future delivery of something, and that future or that down payment is five percent of the overall, uh, you know, value of the contract, or at least that's kind of the the notional idea behind it, right? Now, each of them actually have a different percentage, five percent, right? Each of them actually have a different percentage, but it's about 5%. And so what you're looking at there in the futures market is that your money, the money that you put down, you put it down and now you control the entire contract. So you're controlling 20 times what you, what the money that you bring to the table, right? Okay. So um, now that you control that, it can go up and down in as much as 3% in a day. All right. Well, if you're controlling 20 times what you brought to the table, then your opportunity in the day is 20 times 3%. That was the total movement of the day It was a 60% opportunity of a move on the money that you brought to the table. All right. Does, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, um, and so when you're an active trader, you're, you tend towards the place where you've got the most movement in a day for you to be active with. And that would be in the futures market, right? And so if I'm interpreting correctly, that's what was the, oh, yeah. it's that was a, the difference it's, for you.
1: It's a it's, the, it's a beautiful market. I love it. It's perfect yeah. for any person who wants to trade. It, it's just so much better than the stock market. No brainer. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of my bread and butter. Um, but I, I do like Forex. But yeah, ex- all the reasons you just said, that's exactly why I trade futures. Yeah. Now, if I have to go to the stock market and every
0: once in a while, I see something in the stock market that I absolutely love. Like recently I looked at ExxonMobil and I thought, you know what? That is a beautiful setup. I don't know if I can ignore that. All right. But do you think that I went and bought uh, stocks in ExxonMobil? No, I did not. Options. I bought options. Yeah. I bought the option to buy in the future, um, at, at the future, the price that it is right now. Okay. And that allows me to reserve the price without uh, needing to take the risk of actually doing it. All right. So when I buy that, then what I'm buying is I'm upfront saying, all right, I know that it's going to cost me this much to buy, to buy the, uh, to be able to buy it. But if it goes up, then I can buy it at this price. Right. And so for instance, we're looking at Exxon Mobil, and yesterday it was down at $99 and you can buy the right to buy it at $99 for just uh I think yesterday it was like it was $5.40 uh, per share
1: so yeah 540 bucks then for it, one contract well yeah
0: so if you're getting a, a you know the the if you're getting the contract then there's 100 stocks in that so it's 54248 something yeah. like that well today uh, it went up to a hundred dollars and now you can't, you know, the same contract right. would cost you $600, right? right? Six hundred and dollars So now $680. That's how much it was today. Cause it went up. Yeah. Anyway. So if you're thinking that Exxon Mobil might recover back up to where it was a couple of months ago, um, you know, back in August, it was at 120, just above 120. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, you know, you have the right to buy it still down there at the $99, the hundred dollars, but immediately you buy it and and can sell it off at $120 or simply sell the contract, you know, the, the options contract, which Mm -hmm. is probably what you're going to do. Um, instead of, instead of exercising and buying, you know, but, um, but yeah, so if I, if I am going there and I'm looking for a trade, then I'm going to do things on a much more efficient level. And that means that I'm probably going to do it in
1: options, not in stocks. Yeah, your capital is deployed much more efficiently in options. Yeah.
0: Now, does that mean that we don't hold stocks? No, that's not what it means at all, okay? Um, When it comes down to it, uh, when you have your money there in the market, what's not being traded should probably be in a longer-term asset, something like stocks, uh, sometimes bonds, um, depending on where the bond market is and where it's going. All right, uh, you know sometimes, uh, sometimes in other places. And, and one of the more popular things to do for wealth traders is go to what we call exchange traded funds, right? Well, actually, the most popular is mutual funds, but I'm not a fan. Yeah, neither am I. <laughs> mutual funds don't have a good reputation for being as effective as exchange traded funds. Uh, for instance, over the last twenty years, well, uh, I don't know. Let's let's take it from twenty. From 2000 to 2020, okay? The average mutual fund returned just 4.67% a year, all right? Look it up on Credit Donkey, all right? They did the study 4.67% a year. During the same time period, the NASDAQ, right, which is a fund of 100 of the best performing um, tech stocks, right? Apple, Microsoft, Mm -hmm. all of the rest of them, that returned 10.6% during the same time frame. So the question in your mind has to be why would I do a mutual fund, right? The mutual fund offers me protection, and, but the only protection it offers, it doesn't offer the protection that it's not going to yeah, go down. Yeah, what protection
1: is just Yeah, the protection is is that
0: is that I'm not holding just one yeah. company. So it's a diversified. Well, the Nasdaq is 100 different companies. It's diversified. Right. So you know, if I'm looking at at uh, two products, they're the exact same thing, just a basket of stocks. I'm always going to take the one that over time is going to do better in my wealth uh, portfolio, right? Mm-hmm. And so, if you're not holding a stock, stock, you want to hold a, a a basket of stocks, then you probably won't do as well as if you'd held just one very, you know, a couple of very good stocks. Um, for instance, uh, the, uh, uh, the, um, NASDAQ, uh, is up, I think, I think it's up over 20% now on the year.
1: Yeah. I'm not surprised. Right?
0: Uh, In fact, the S and P is up 22% on the year right now. It's insane. Okay. Um, however, if you were to get into Microsoft or Apple, You're up over forty five percent, right?
1: Those are kind of the leaders. I mean, the S and P is only up based from like seven stocks or what you know.
0: Yeah, the Magnificent Seven is what we call them, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you're looking, if you were into any of the Magnificent Seven, you're up well, much higher Mm -hmm, than the S and P itself, the basket of stocks itself, right? right? And so you'll always do better if you can pick the right companies, the right uh, stocks to do. But you've got to be good at picking the right stocks. there's a way to do that. All right. But you're probably not going to be able to do it if you don't understand why things move the way they move. So you'd need a little bit of education. All right. Otherwise you're stuck with this, but uh, just, you know, if you're listening to this podcast as your, you know, as how you're going to do it, well, I'm not going to teach you how to find the stocks because it would be less effective than if you were to come in and look at my board and, and, uh, look at examples Mm -hmm. and see, you know, what we're talking about when I talk about things like the beta and, the, um, you know, the Delta between one price and another price, the, uh, the comparative statements that you would have to go through the balance sheets, uh, things like that. Um, it's just would be, I, I don't know that I'd be able to efficiently teach that in a podcast. Okay. Okay. However, if you come into class, we can teach you all good. Um, but you know, if I'm looking at the two different products, I'm always going to pick the one that uh, over time is going to do much better. You know, uh, yep. so in our in our trading, there's a way to trade, and we would trade things like the futures, the forex, um, and the, and especially the commodities because I love futures trading as well. But holding wealth in any one of those is much harder. So the stock market does have its use, right? It's just not brilliant for trading.
1: Yeah, it's not good for that active income. Yeah,
0: in fact, most of the people that I know that uh, that try and trade in the stock market um, are so excited about penny stocks.
1: I know, cracks
0: me <sighs> up. And they go through cycles like booms and busts, mm-hmm. right? Because they get all excited and it works for a little while, but you know those penny stocks can take as fast as they give, and they're good at taking. <laughs> So yeah. I I rarely met, meet a penny stock uh person that um over time does anything better than than just staying yeah. staying neutral. Yeah, you know? very rare. Yeah. So if you really want to learn, well, we've got classes that we can that we can teach you in fact. Uh you know, we've got a free class uh, so you know, if you're if you're thinking that you might want to learn how to actually do this, come into one of our centers. All right, um, you can find a center close to you and a class uh, close to you by going to uh, tradingacademy.com. That's www.tradingacademy.com, and we've got free three-hour classes. And you know what, uh, Justin? Maybe your perspective, because I've always been on the teaching side of these, mm-hmm. but you've actually seen one, you know, a couple of them
1: taught. Oh yeah. You think it's good information? It's I tell everyone who when, I, when they're thinking about coming in, you're going to leave knowing more than, I don't, I just made up this number, but like 80% of the people know about the markets. There's just so many misconceptions and ideas that are totally false about the markets. Mm-hmm. And yeah, valuable, valuable well, information. Yeah, and
0: actually you're built on some solid numbers here.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just shooting from the hip. No,
0: 80% is the Pareto law. And um, yeah, it turns out that 80% of people that... Um, that come to the market with their own money lose. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Okay? Um, and then there's 20% that don't lose. All right. Well, the Pareto law says that 80% of the people or 20% of the people are responsible for uh, 80% of the progress. Yeah. And 20% of the people are responsible for just 20% of the progress. All right. <laughs> um, and, and for some reason throughout life, it always kind of divides up that way. There's 20% that really make things happen, and 80% that that go nowhere. Mm-hmm. And the difference is is that the 20% are willing to invest their time and their emotional capabilities and and whatever is in them to figure out how to make it work and work well. Okay. And then there's 80% that are going to shoot from the hip because they're too lazy <laughs> to oh, actually
1: yeah. learn. We've all uh, a lot of us have been there. I've been there, and made that mistake. Well,
0: and in some parts of your life, you're probably still there. Because yeah, I know definitely. that in some parts of my life, I'm still oh, there. Oh, yeah. All right? Yep. Um, but you'll notice that the rock stars in whatever field you're in, they're devoting time to it. All right? They've got, their, they've got their energy and their creativity behind what they're doing. They're not just following along. They're not just going with the flow. Right. Totally. They're making it happen.
1: They're creating. Yeah. They're, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. They're developing that skill. Yeah. Now the problem is, is if you've got a creative person that has no idea what they're doing, they're going to get in and make things happen, but they're probably going to pay what we call market tuition. Yeah. Right. You pay, you pay for your mistakes. You pay for knowledge, trying to figure out what you're doing. And if you, if you're not going to learn from somebody that's already been there, if you're not going to stand on the shoulders of giants then you are going to pay the market to teach you lessons. Now, the problem behind that is it is going to teach you a lesson, but if you have no basis for what lesson it's teaching you in the first place, then the only real information you get out of losing in the market Mm. is that what you did didn't work. Well, there's a million ways that things aren't going to work and only a few ways that it actually does work. So market
1: tuition it's typically most leaves you, Oh
0: yeah, it typically leaves you without any real education yep. other than, hey guys, this isn't for this me. This doesn't work. Right? But yeah, what what does me. work? I have no idea,
1: you know. It doesn't teach you. Well, right,
0: and that's probably why at the at the front of this program you were saying, well, if I didn't have the information that I have now, exactly. I'd have been knocked out of the game. Totally. Because eventually market
1: tuition becomes so painful mm-hmm. that it's not worth the price. Right? Way more. It's just drastically more expensive than than just learning it, developing the skill properly.
0: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay, so now just for the last couple of minutes, now that we've introduced you and gone through all of that, I just wanted to turn to, um, to what's going to be coming up here in the near future, okay? So we've been going through what we call a Santa Claus rally. Santa Claus? Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, I went a little bit European there. Yeah, we're going into a Santa Claus rally and uh, since October, we've been... You know, going up and going up strong. Now, as a, if you listened last week, I was a little bit concerned uh, about why we were going up because the start of the upward movement correlated almost exactly with kind of uh, open season on on companies being able to buy their own stock, right? They announced their quarterlies and now for the next little while, and that cut off on the uh, 14th or 13th of December, all right, for the next, no, not 13th, I'm sorry, it was uh, the 9th. 9th of December, the 9th of December, they could no longer buy their own stock. And so the Magnificent Seven were really what was moving the market up. And uh, we saw the market moving, but at the same time, they were buying their own stock, which of course pushes their stock price up, right? And so the real concern uh, last Friday was, is, is this Santa Claus rally going to continue? Or are we going to stall out? Well, we pushed up again on Monday and Tuesday, um, a little, well, kind of a little bit, but then we got the real kick on Wednesday when Powell, the when interest Powell rate. Spoke, yeah. Oh yeah. Right? When he spoke. That's okay. Right. Now I didn't do a lot of talking about this last week because, because I didn't think that there was any doubt that, um, but that Powell was going to leave the rates where they were. And sure enough, he, he kept it. OK. What surprised everybody, and what was responsible for Wednesday's rally was that he said, "You know what? We think that we might have whipped this inflation. It's not to where we want it to be, but I can see that next year we might be able to ease uh, some of uh, you know, some of this rate raising that we've been doing and even bring it down just a little bit." All right? Well, the markets really like that, And yeah, so of course it. they you know it shot up. But now it's kind of stalling out again. And one of the reasons is, is because even though we are right there at almost all time highs, now I say that we're almost at all time highs, but I'm talking about the S&P 500, which is what um, the professionals refer to as the market. Mm-hmm. All right. I think NASDAQ is at all time highs. Na- well, S&P is. Yeah. The real surprise or- actually has been the Dow 30, right? Okay. Maybe The Dow yeah. has way above all time highs. It's just. It's whoop, incredible. Up there. Right. So yeah, we've got um if you look at the Russell 2000, it's not at all-time highs, but it's really close. I mean, yeah. it's sitting right there. Uh the Nasdaq,
1: yeah, it was Is it at all th- maybe maybe it hasn't broken the the peak yet. I don't know
0: that it broke but the but the Dow the Dow certainly did. All right? Yeah. And the um S&P 500, the SPY is sitting right there mm-hmm. at very just just shy of all-time highs. Okay? Now, the real Conundrum here, and and this is going to give headwinds to the markets and pushing even higher, is that even though the charts look very impressive, Wall, if you if you go out not on Wall Street but off of Wall Street onto the common street and talk to, uh, talk to the average investor, the average retail investor, they'll tell you that they're a little bit nervous about the markets. Okay, they're looking around and they're seeing that people are losing their jobs prices are still very high, credit limits are being hit. And even though they don't look at the reports like I do, they're kind of feeling that that's what's going on. And so even though the markets are showing, you know, at higher than or at, um, you know, all time highs, there's still this nervousness. And here's what we know about the markets, the markets are fickle, because they are emotional. They work on emotions. Yep. And so if people are nervous, then they don't buy, they sell. And if there's more people selling than buying, then the markets go down. All right. Um, and, but having said that, I don't want you to get bearish just yet. Be prepared for the bear. All right. Which means that you've got, uh, you know, you've got your puts in place, your protected puts uh, ready to go. Um, you've got uh you've got your stops in place things like that okay uh, however we are going into the Christmas time frame and traditionally Christmas is bull market yeah well right. not only that right but um, what happens at the institutions during Christmas oh they're taking a break they're taking a break yeah so who does that leave in charge <laughs>
1: the retail traders the
0: retail traders and so on on less volume you know we get whatever the retail trader wants to do. Mm-hmm. And so if the retail trader, the only thing the retail trader knows how to do is buy, <laughs> All right, yeah. They don't know how to short. They know how to buy. And so typically when the, uh, you know, when the, when the institutions are off, we see crazy things happening, all right? In 2018, we saw uh, there just after Christmas, the market just dropped like a rock, but on very low volume. And then it came roaring back and again on very low volume um, and that was in two thousand and eighteen uh, but every christmas most of the Christmas times, and especially when the institutions are out, we see the markets become less mechanical, so it 's harder for professional traders to actually find good trades um, unless you're doing the commodities market because well, the commodities market is only professionals <laughs> right there there are very There were much fewer retail traders in right. It. Um, but, uh, the, the markets become much less mechanical during that time period because the institutions, the real money isn't leading the way. Now you've got just average people with a lot of emotion Mm -hmm. trying to lead the way. All right. So, um, you know, when it comes to this period, the next couple of weeks and, and until, until after uh, the new year, just expect to see kind of Weird things happening in the markets, but don't take it too seriously. All right, Um, that doesn't mean that your your stocks or your you know funds aren't going to get less valuable if the market drops. It just means that we. We can't look at it and say, "All right, well, that's that's for sure now a downtrend or an uptrend or whatever trend. It's you know a sideways trend. And really, what I kind of expect is more of a sideways, maybe maybe a little bit up, but a sideways trend uh, for a little while. So, kind of hold off. I'm not going to hang on my hat on it.
1: Yeah, right. But you're you're saying hold off on trying to predict where the market's going to yeah. go because right now it's not. Yeah, just it, don't
0: it, pull out your crystal ball and say, "All yeah. right, I'm putting all of my weight behind mm-hmm. this. Right that that's that that's kind of what I'm thinking. If I were to give my son advice, that's what I'd tell him. Um, if I were to give my daughter advice, then I would say the same thing, but give her a hug before I said it. (laughs) Right. Um, yeah, so, uh, so that, that's kind of, that's kind of my thinking going forward and that's going to be my bias going forward. But if the market wants to do something that, um, uh, you know, going to move in any direction really hard. Hey, I'm really happy with that. I'll I'll
1: take that action.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. We can, we can write it up. We can write it down. Won't, uh, won't affect, uh, you know, no. whether it goes up or down, we'll, nah, a we'll professional doesn't care
0: which way it's going. They yep. care about the movement, Exactly. which is, by the way, is exactly why you're in the futures market. You care about the movement. Exactly. Um, cause that's where Much the easier to fastest short. movement is. Yeah. Yeah, easy easy to short, easy to go long. Doesn't matter what you're looking for you know, is that
1: liquidity, the volume, the movement, the setup. It's all that there. mechanical movement,
0: right? Mm-hmm. That predictable, this is probably where it's this is most likely where it's going to turn around. Yep. And go the other way. All right, I'll tag on to that. All right. Well, um, for everybody listening, I hope that you've enjoyed it um, and that you're prepared for the next couple of weeks. During this week or during this next couple of weeks, it's easy to get time off most of the time, at least for some of you, and really hard to get time off for others of you, okay? So if you need a break from work and you need to call, just call in sick because you've been working (laughs) for six days straight, you can come and join us in one of your, in one of our classes and just relax. If you've got some extra time off and you've been with the family and you've found out that uh, you start thinking about the office because, you know, you're not used to being around the family as much as, <laughs> as you you are being. <laughs> all right, then take a break and come and join us in one of our three-hour power trading and investing uh, workshops, okay? Uh, we are going to take mostly a break, not next week, all right, not this coming week. So if you're listening to this on Saturday, uh, which is tomorrow, my time, what is it? The December 16th right now? Or 15th, I oh, think 15th. it's the 15th, yeah. yeah. So if you're listening to this on December 16th, Then uh, next week, we have one on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. And then we're going to take a break until next, until the following Thursday, I think. So we take almost a week off uh, between these. But, you know, we love, I love teaching these classes and I do them as often as my schedule will permit. Okay. Uh, So come into one of these three-hour power trading and investing workshops and see how the market actually does work instead of trying to guess at it. Okay. Um, Knowledge pays the best dividends. I think that you're going to find it absolutely enlightening. If you're not in the Phoenix area, we still have classes, but they might be online. All right. You can find out if it's an in-person class or an online class for you by going to www.tradingacademy.com. That's www.tradingacademy.com. Hope you've enjoyed it. And I hope that we get to talk next week right before Christmas, all right, with you. Or at least we talk at you and you listen because <laughs> this program might be valuable to you, I hope. I'm counting on it, all right? <laughs> so talk to you next week. And uh, if not, have a, have a Merry Christmas, have a happy holidays altogether, okay? It's a time of the year where people should be happy and you should be happy with your market, so come on in and get that figured out, right? (laughs) www.tradingacademy.com. We'll talk to you next week. See you guys.